So here we go with 20 seconds. Fourth down and goal. Wilson surveys. Fires and it is going to be caught by DK Metcalf for a touchdown. That is an unbelievable drive. From 50 for a Los Angeles victory. On the way. Off the upright and no good. Badgley kisses the upright and it drops down. And we're going to overtime. 36-yard <laughs> attempt. On the way. Nailed it. Saints by three in overtime. Need midfield. Need the 50. He's got Mike one-on-one -on -one down here at the bottom again. Pressure. It's Williams. And I think he's going to be oh, short. Marshawn Lattimore might have saved the game and won it for New Orleans. Welcome, everyone, to the fifth episode of Sports Night. We're here to talk some uh, week six action, a little week five recap. Biggest story for us, at least, in the New York media. The Jets just do it again. Le'Veon Bell, they release after two uneventful years. Tommaso, Luca, I'll let you guys take this one away. What are your thoughts? Mm. I don't even know where to start. I know the I know the contract was an issue, but I just don't know how you don't get anything from him, especially with the trade trade deadline coming up. I don't know how you can just cut a pro bowler like that. Like it's just it doesn't add up. You know what I mean? Like it's obvious that Adam Gates is the problem. Like I've been saying that. I mean, everyone's been saying it. it's not even just me. I don't know how he still has a job. To be honest, I don't. I don't, I don't see it. Like, yeah. Yeah, I agree with Tommaso. I don't understand how. So, Jamal Adams, Le'Veon Bell, two pro ballers. How did they leave the Jets before Adam Gase? They're both proven be one of the best, best top in their positions. And then Adam Gase, what has he proven? He's proven that he can get carried by Peyton Manning. Um, yeah. And then he's proven to ruin quarterbacks of the Dolphins. He is awful. Like, I, I don't understand. What the management's thinking? What what part of Adam Gase is good? And yeah. then he makes like sorry excuses, like saying like, "Oh, like it doesn't matter now that if I miss when asked like if he misused Bell, like yeah, he, it's irrelevant." <laughs> yeah, look, uh, just for for future reference, Luke, it is pro bowlers, not pro ballers. But I dig I dig what you did there. That was kind of <laughs> cute. That was kind of cute. But no, like, it's a fair point. <laughs> it's, it's funny that you mentioned how they haven't fired Gase when in the past two weeks we've seen the Atlanta Falcons fire Dan Quinn. And the Atlanta Super Falcons Bowl. are not a terrible, not a terrible mm -hmm. team. They were in the Super Bowl a few years ago. Now they're 0-5. They've played terribly, but that's a great roster with a lot of talent. And they fired mm -hmm. their coach. And then you look at the, the Texans. And, and I mean – not huge expectations and they just kind of they haven't been horrible but they haven't been great either and the worst football team in the nfl has been the new york jets the first five weeks and it's really not even close this yeah. is a team that i mean i think you could put them up against any team in the league no matter how good or bad and they're not going to win and the fact that it's it seems pretty obvious that gase is the main concern here the main issue and they're sticking by him and it's kind of mind-boggling to me it is. Dan Quinn made it to the Super Bowl. Bill O'Brien won four division titles in six years. Adam Gase has gone, what is it, seven and fourteen as a head coach. That's he has more. Winning he's more than that many. 
He has more double-digit losses than wins as a coach. Yeah, that's not good. And look, like, the easy retort to the Falcons and the Texans is to be like, the Falcons and the Texans are supposed to be winning football teams that are severely underperforming. And, but you know what? The Jets, the GM came out and said that he's not happy with the disrespect the Jets are getting. The Jets came out and said, like, they want to try and be a playoff team, that they think they were going to be good this year. So it's one thing if the Jets came out and said, like, like this is just a rebuild year. We want to see how Sam's doing. We're not going to do anything. And maybe it's still not acceptable, but maybe it's, it's slightly better and you have a, a bigger reason for keeping Gase. But the fact that you set up these expectations that I thought were kind of unrealistic to begin with, but you know, you know, you really rally behind and we're like, yeah, we're being disrespected. We're a good football team. Just wait till the season starts. And then you start zero and five and none of your games have been close. Something has to change. And I don't know if it, it's in the players. I think it's in the coaches and it's Adam Gase. I don't. I don't see us winning another game with Gase as the coach. To be honest, our schedule. You guys winning a game, even if you have Bill Belichick as coach. I'm sorry, yeah, that's Rock not true. Very... The, yeah, right. That's uh, not the true. Rock there is not good. So. Okay, it it could win a game. <laughs> I can tell you uh, that. Uh, I don't know. The quarterback from the own 16 Lions came out on Twitter and said that they would beat the Jets 16 times in a row. <laughs> that's. I mean, with Adam Gase. I, I could see that. But they're not going to fire them, and that's what separates I know, organizations I know. from organizations that are just willing to accept defeat. Then, uh-huh. and the, I, a lot of people blame Dan Quinn, but they don't understand how bad the secondary has been with injuries. Quan O'Neill tore his ACL last year, and he's right back on the IR this year. You have Deion Jones, who was out the whole year last year. Their defense is good on paper, but they can never stay healthy. And then you have mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien self-explanatory. I don't think I need to go into that. The guy, he wasn't a bad coach. He was all horrific GM. And I think yeah. with all the backlash he was getting from the fans and people who were like high up in the organization, it was just the best move to let him go. Their schedule was incredibly hard. They're not a one-in-four football team. They played the Ravens, no. the Chiefs, the Steelers. What does that say? The Jets are shopping Jamison Crowder. They're no, a they're good not. receiver. As they should though. Like, should, when you're I'll when you're over five and he's not a young, you know, guy anymore. No, get whatever you can for him. That's I mean Brian Poole. This is this is now do you guys I don't know, as Jeff Hans, do you guys even want to win a game or do you want to see them go oh I wouldn't and get the first I, I don't I mean like, I understand them shopping Brian Poole because he's in the last year of his contract, but Jameson Crowder. See the prob the problem with this the problem with that is Luca is like I like what Mr. Harris said like Jamison Carter is not getting any younger and they're not doing anything with him. And the only reason I think you keep him around is so that, uh, is so that, no, is so that Donald can throw to someone that you actually know who the guy's name is. So that Donald has some <laughs> weapons where it's like, we can kind of be like, we can kind of see what Donald, what Donald can do because that's still a problem that we we're still, you know, huge question marks about Sam Donald and to be honest, I think if they get the, the, the number one pick, I think they take Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yeah. I completely agree. But hasn't Jamison Crowder had – he's had three straight 100-yard games. He's doing yeah. well with the team. Will he do yes, well? but he's well? not going to be good. It, doesn't, it clearly good. doesn't matter. It clearly doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. You need guys for the future. You don't need guys to win now. The guy's 28 years old. What are you going to do with him in two years? I CJ think, is approaching 27, 28. He's another bad contract. 
The only value, the only value Jamison Crowder has to the Jets is for people that have him on their fantasy team. That's that's it. He's <laughs> not. He doesn't have any value to the Jets as a team. And, Lou, and I lost the game this week because I tied with the guy and the, and he had Jamison Crowder on his bench and I lost by four between bench points because the bench. <laughs> that's a tiebreaker. I lost because of bench points. Imagine it's a that killer. Because I had I had Devontae Adams, Marvin Jones, and Nick Chubb on my bench, and two of them had a buy, and the other guy blew his kneecap. Yeah. And I lost by four bench points. It wasn't just like I got blown out. I lost by four. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Luke, you were saying. That was good. Uh, uh, I think, like, Lou, your point about, like, helping Sam Darnold, like, Jamison Crowder is the only one there that can prove that Sam Darnold is good. Because look at everyone else there. It's no one. Yeah. You can't I prove mean, Sam Darnold is good or look, bad with no receivers. I'm sorry. I really think that. And it's not even his fault. I think there's no hope for him because, especially if Adam Gase doesn't get fired, I I don't see it. Like this whole time, it seems like Adam Gase has been kind of rebelling against what was the guy before him, McCagnan, the G, the GM that kind of set the yeah. team and signed yeah. Bell. Like it seems like he's just he hasn't been willing to embrace any of those players besides Disney. maybe Darnold a little bit, but like. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Gase is still there at the end of this year, which would be horrific, but it's the Jets, so I don't know if they they push to just kind of hit the reset button again. But then, like, even if you draft Trevor Lawrence, like, you think you're going to draft that well that, like, you can surround him with enough talent where it's, like, you're not going to waste his career too? I think if we – I think if we can get the Chiefs offensive coordinator, we at least have – Someone who can develop a QB. Like, I, I don't know. I think, I don't, personally, I don't want to get rid of Darnold because I could very well see him go to, like, the Colts or another team and do very well. And that, that would be a Jet thing to happen, you know what I mean? But, I don't know. I, I also don't think we're going to own 16. I feel like the Jets are going to Jet and we'll, we'll win some stupid games at the end of the season. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, look yeah. is the best tackle in the draft right now, so it's not even. Like- yeah, that, that that's a good pick. And then we talk about our second round. Denzel Mims hasn't played a snap. I mean, I guess he's injured, but we still don't know. They don't even use the Michael Prehine. Then you draft. Yeah, I don't know. Backup quarterback in the fifth round. <laughs> he hasn't. He's been injured. The punter's been your best draft pick. Honestly, John I mean, Franco. John Franco loves that guy. <laughs> He he has a Braden man. We've seen him a lot on the field. (laughs) I mean, guys really happy over a punter. (laughs) It's all it's all they have. It's really all they have. There was a a Instagram blog that was posted. It was like ranking thirty-two teams, and they ranked the Jets. And I sent this to them yesterday. And it was like Jets weakness, football. Football. (laughs) (laughs) It's really it's really that bad. There's nothing to pinpoint here. Period. And that was the whole article. Every team had two pages on them. Even the Giants did. Two pages on them and what they could do better, and then it was the Jets, and it was just like football need to restart. And you know what? Let's talk about draft picks because I'll I'll, I'll preface this with uh, the primetime games for Week Five were fantastic. Seahawks Vikings, which we'll get to in a little bit, but first I feel like this is thematically the way to go. The Chargers and the Saints. Talking about Justin Herbert, who took the sixth pick in the first round. Dolphins made a mistake. As opposed to as opposed to. Who is it? Daniel Jones, who went what, – what was his pick? He also went sixth, and Darnold went third? Yes. So, 
Justin Herbert, is it bold to say, is already a better quarterback than Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold through four games? He also has way, way, way better weapons than both of them have ever had. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, a great line. Justin Herbert has backs well before Austin Eckler got hurt. Austin Eckler, Joshua Kelly. There's no one on the Jets that's even close to Keenan Allen or even Mike Williams. <laughs> on the outside. I mean, James Carr is a promising slot receiver, but he's not part of the future. And I, I don't think – I mean, he only really gets the ball because there's no one else to give the ball to. I mean, like, I just think it's, it's fair to acknowledge that, like, the last two games, Justin Herbert, I'm looking at his QB ratings uh, against the Buccaneers – 137.9, and then just again against the Saints, 122.7. I think he's, he's winning He's 0-4 in his first four games, and it's not I his know. fault. He's completely balled out. I agree. I think he's the rookie of the year. But, like, I, I think you see, like, maybe we were hyped the very first time we saw Daniel Jones play against the Buccaneers, and he oh. had that, like, the rushing touchdown, and, like, he yeah. kind of led us to that win. Ever mm-hmm. since then – we saw it in the Cowboys game. Daniel Jones is kind of the reason we lost that game. Uh, there are other things to point to, but the fumble yeah. that gets the strip sack that gets taken back for a touchdown when you're up, yeah. I think it was like twenty-one. 10. It tied the game. It's look, I think it like tied the game. Yeah, twenty-one thirteen. And they never got momentum back from that point on. Even when they took mm-hmm. the lead, you still never felt good. And I think Justin Herbert threw four games, and it's it's true, Stephen. It's too it is too early to say that he's a better quarterback than Sam Darnold, and Daniel Jones. But so far, he's looked immense, immensely better. I think he's yeah. looked better than Joe Burrow, and that's maybe that's a little bold. Yeah. but I feel like he's been the no, best. No, I'll tell you why he's not better than Joe Burrow. And we also forget the system that Herbert's in. Great coaches. I think Anthony's a good coach. I think they have good coordinators. The Jets obviously don't have that. And also, I'm gonna be honest, with you, Judge. It's hard for jo- uh, Daniel Jones because he's with the new coach, both second year in the league, two new coaches, two new systems. It's hard for a quarterback to adapt like that. Justin Herbert, I mean, he, I mean, he's in a great system. But Joe Burrow is a good quarterback because their team is not good. Their offensive line is scary bad. Like, <laughs> hopefully, like I'm scared he's gonna get hurt bad. Yeah, but, no. I, I, I'm willing to give you that Joe Burrow has better talent. I'm just saying that so far, Justin yeah, Herbert so has been on paper, Justin Herbert's look better, but you can't blame. If you put Joe Burrow on the Chargers, Joe Burrow's going to go nuts. Oh, I agree. I agree. Uh, I'll, give it, I'll give you that. There's also consequences of being the first pick of the draft. That's why people are telling Trevor Lawrence and the Jets have it hold out. <laughs> Wouldn't blame you know, him. Yeah. Eli Manning got drafted by the Chargers board. He said, I'm not playing for you. Uh-huh. There's consequences of coming being like the first pick of the draft because you know that you're going to have a horrible year your first year. That's why you really never hear of any great quarterback. I mean, Peyton Manning had a good year, but he threw a lot of picks. Baker Mayfield, everyone thought he was the next reigning MVP, meanwhile, because he had a great rookie year, and we all felt Baker Mayfield self-explanatory. It's just hard for a rookie to come into the NFL making that jump from facing seniors and freshmen in college to facing Jalen Ramsey, Bobby Wagner, and some of the best defenders in the league. Mm -hmm. I mean, also, when you're you're most likely put in a system that you're not going to flourish in at all. That's why they had the first pick. But that, like, that's why I think it's so. It's still so tough for us as New York fans, right? Like, ever for at least for the Giants, ever since even when we had Eli towards the end, it was kind of like Eli ruined the legacy the last eight years. Of his career. They, 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 right, the, ever I can, like ever since the Super Bowl, it was kind of that downwards trend. Oh, and, and then with the Jets, you've been searching for a QB for a while now, right? Like we've been looking for this this next QB and to see. Two teams go into the draft, Cincinnati and, and, and uh, Los Angeles, 
and, and find what looks, what looks to be or who could potentially be their future quarterback. Because like if Joe Burrow has looked great too, and even if the stats don't you know show that he's as good as Herbert, he's looked pretty good. Like the fact that like those guys are outperforming our picks and kind of look better than our picks in their second and third years. Like that's where we get into this thing where it's like, what about that? Arthur Wilson, third round picks. Lamar yeah. Jackson, 31st pick. He would not have been good on any other team by the Ra- besides the Ravens a hundred percent. Cause he, if you watched the last couple of Ravens games, I know they beat the Bengals 27, three, but he looked horrible. We all watched that Monday night game. He looked disgusting. Luke, Lucas Rant is proving true that Luke that he's not a great quarterback. <laughs> Look, he's talented, but he's not a he's not a great passing quarterback. Yeah, I agree. So I'll give Luke Luke that that was a pretty good point. Uh, talking about Russell Wilson, MVP candidate so far, maybe the front runner. Yeah, he's up there. I mean, look, the Seattle team. I think they're now five and zero. That uh-huh. drive to end the game, the fourth the fourth down touchdown to DK Metcalf in the end zone with like 15 seconds left. Look, that was one of our top five picks. So I think we were all tuned into that game as we were with the chargers game. Uh, Mm -hmm. One good win and one tough loss for me. It's whatever, (laughs) but like, like that Sunday night game and that, and that Monday night game, I said like, those were two really good games. I'm a huge fan. I couldn't watch the Saints game. You know, a lot of AP tests. Yeah, I know they get canceled after you say. That's that's why I didn't start studying until about one fifteen that morning. And look, it paid off. It paid off big time. Test test got canceled. Back. So, look, yeah. sometimes you just gotta make. You gotta take the risk, and you gotta make the big play. That's what I did. Anyway, that's what Russell did, right? This is the Seattle team. Are they are they for real? Because I gotta say, I love them. I love them. They're not for real. I love their offense, but their defense is. The yeah, defense is the least you wanting. That's true. They're, they're not a Super Bowl team. Super Bowl team need the defense. When playoff, uh, time, when playoff time comes, teams are going to start. All it takes is one bad call, one misplay, one blown coverage. And, and for any team, honestly, I mean, look, that's what. Look at the Saints the last three years. One, they're about to be in the Super Bowl, and a blown call cost them it. Yeah. They're not a good Saints team, too. You can't. There's no clear favor right now, and and, and both divisions. I mean, after watching the Raiders just shred up the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and like look at look at the Bills, right? Four and zero through their first four games, and, and looked, they Josh, and Allen, Josh Allen looked like a stud, and they got rocked by a Tennessee team that no one thought had any chance of beating them, and Tennessee and beat them by two, two two scores exactly. So I I, I think it's true, right? It's there's too no it's too early to call favors. The Ravens don't look good at all on offense. Their defense looks great, but also they're playing a rookie quarterback with no line. AJ Green told the bench. Did you see the video of AJ Green's? Green he back? just said, "Just tra- if you're not going to use me, just trade me." Yeah, it's not what you want. <laughs> I don't know. These, there's such an ego that comes with these receivers, and let's stay on topic with that. Michael Thomas punches his teammate in the face, gets <laughs> suspended, and then he tweets out that the Saints organization's like stabbing him in the back. <laughs> It's a, it hasn't been a good season for Michael Thomas. It's not what you know. Any first-round receiver, any first-round receiver in fantasy this year has not gone good at all. Julio's been hurt. Michael Thomas has been hurt. Devontae Adams has been hurt. DeAndre's I, been all right. And, like, no one's been a star. DeAndre Hopkins really didn't go DeAndre in the first round in any of my league. He hasn't been bad. No, he's been good. I think DeAndre. He dropped to the second round in my league, and I took him to the second round. Yeah, I got him in the second round. 
All right, before we talk some big QB injuries, John Franco joins us, and we already did talk a little bit about Lev Bell, but uh, another Jets fans here, what are your whole thoughts on the Lev, releasing Jeff Bell and the Lev Bell and the Jets in general? No words. <laughs> uh, I'll speak. I mean, I, I, knew, I knew it was going to happen. I would have liked to see them at least get something. I mean, like, I feel bad. We, there was so much hype about getting Le'Veon, and, like, obviously me included. I was so excited, but then, like, the more and more you think about it, like, a running back's not going to change a team, and especially coming into a team with no offensive line. And then this year they signed pieces and draft pieces, but still the offensive line doesn't look like they're working well together. It just wasn't a good situation for him. And it sucks. He took a year off of football. He was probably a top three running back in the league with the Steelers. <coughs> Excuse me. Takes a year off of football, and then he doesn't look like the same guy at all. It sucks. When people leave. That's what happens. You come to the Jets, so you ruin your career. I've lost so many. When you leave Pittsburgh, you your career. Antonio Brown. The Steelers mm. maintained and held that guy in check for nine years, and the Bill Belichick couldn't do it for a week. I mean, like this is another we didn't even raise this question. Like now, going going into for the rest of the year, at least right now, your number one running back is thirty seven year old Frank Gore, who has a son in no, college. They're gonna, play. They're gonna no, they have the kid. Gonna um, play. Yeah, they're gonna use the kid. Uh, what's your name? No, Kareem. 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 They, they, yeah, exactly. They better start using And they cut Kalen Balaz. Well Why would they do that, knowing that they're going to cut Bell? Right, but, like, so, yeah, you're shallow at running back right now. So, like, I don't understand. Especially, like, <laughs> if you want to put all the pressure on Sam, you want to be able to have some running game. Sam's not even – I don't think you're going to play I, him. I think they're being look, extra I, I get, like – Flacco started now. Flacco started this week again. <laughs> yeah, even, but even then, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's not good. Another reason to watch the game. And 17 against, games, against the Miami Dolphins and red-hot Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to wipe the floors. With the <laughs> in 17 games played this year, 264 rushes, none longer than 19 yards, zero 100-yard rushing games, four total touchdowns, and he made $27 million. That's Levy and Bell. And he ruined his career. He ruined it. He ruined it by leaving. He thought holding out, which got him more money, but I don't know. Speaking of careers that – are now and were in jeopardy. Two big QB injury storylines. One good, one really bad. We'll start with the really bad one. Dak Prescott has the ugliest QB uh, injury since no. Alex Smith. No, it's pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, no, definitely since Alex Smith. I think you're it's say Alex that. Smith. No, no, no. It's like... I would say it's not as bad as Alex Smith, but the ugliest one since then. It's the same oh, no, yeah. as Alex Smith. People just get confused because Alex Smith's leg got infected after the surgery. Well, it's also Alex Smith's leg looked like it broke in two different places. It like Yeah, because Alex Smith also wasn't wearing compression pants and high socks. But if you like, want to know the truth, I I just learned too, compound, I thought meant like the bone broke in like multiple places. Compound actually meant like it breaks the skin. Yes. No, that's right. They saw. That, yeah. Didn't you see like the bone? You that's saw, what you saw, about. You saw the bone out, but that 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 sock was um was covering it. Yes. Yeah. That's why the you saw you saw the bone. I was still in shock. I was watching the game with my family, and my uncle was like, "Oh my god, his ankle ill," and he was like freaking out. And I told, I looked at him, I was like, "What are you talking?" And then yeah. I was like, "Tony Romo said a cramp." Well, that's because yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the hell. If you go, if you go back. And watch it. I think he gets taken over by shock because the first thing he does when he grabs his yeah, cat, he, just he slams his ankle against the ground. Uh-huh. Yeah. He slams it against the ground, like as uh, if he can't feel anything. And then, yeah, like, yeah. and then it starts to set in. You see the angle, and you just like that's, that's how a leg all, is supposed that's to bend. Be all adge- like all adrenaline. He literally oh, looked yeah. down. He saw his ankle in thirty pieces, and like so calmly, just looked at the sideline and just went and he pointed. 
Like, I don't know. Yeah. It, it was crazy. It was terrible to see. But I was still, I was in shock until they showed the replay. And then that's when the announcers were like, oh, that's something you don't want to see. And then I saw his ankle bend that way. I thought that it was just like his shoe came off the way that it yeah, looked. Okay, like he just I came thought, off and like he got stumbled up. Off. Yeah, I didn't think it was nothing. It, yeah, but then no, that was terrible to see. Especially like all this, that, all this stuff that he's been dealing with. And then for him to see that. And yeah. then like, you know, with the contract situation with them too. He, he didn't take the big deal. He took the franchise tag this year. He was hoping to have a big year, get big money. And it just sucks to see that. I like Dak. Like, it's not even like a... Yeah, I think he gets... He's, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, no matter, the stuff with no the, the mental illness, not, yeah. the depression, yeah, his brother. Like, mm-hmm. it's... He's, yeah, yeah, it's the fact that he's idea. been able to come back from all that, and exactly. he seems kind of... I don't know if you'd say upbeat, but he's decently good spirits. To have this on him is... It's terrible. Yeah, no, it sucks. And you don't want to have this conversation, but it's always going to be the talk of whether or not he can come back Look, my dad's not a professional athlete, but he was a quarterback in high school, senior year. His foot had an injury, or his foot bent in a way it was not supposed to bend. And that, look, I don't know, he didn't have the pro therapy or anything, but that that leg, that foot still hurts him to this day. So this, you know, mm-hmm. you're talking about injuries that you might not ever be able to fully recover from. Recover from, yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Speaking of really does. crazy injuries that people recovered from, Alex Smith, what a great story that he's able to – the fact that he was able to jog onto a football field after almost dying from an infection of that tear. Yeah. The injury was bad enough. The fact that he almost got infected and that he died and then – the, They almost had to amputate it. They almost yeah. had to amputate, had to amputate, his, amputate leg, his leg. And now he's, <laughs> he's maybe the starting quarterback for the Washington football team. It's, it's a great story. Rod Rivera's got some confidence in him to leave him in. After the, what uh, is the he other doing after, after the Donald, down. the second play of the game, oh my Donald God, jumps on top of him. Oh my God! Oh my God! Bro, I was, I, when wife, I was watching, when I was watching it, I was literally, sh- I was shaking watching. I was so scared. Yeah. Because yeah. and then when the announcers were like, "Yep, Alex Smith hasn't taken any hits in practice, so this is gonna be his first time getting." And then, then it's not better off that it's Aaron Donald, one of the best defenders in the league, and these animals that are on the Rams' defensive line coming at him. So when I watched his first and second hit, it was just scary. I was hoping to see him get up. And then you saw his kids and his wife in the, in the stands. They were all nervous. Like, his wife was, was sitting scary. in there like this. I thought, I thought, and yeah. then he got sacked seven times, and he had the running back, McKissick, open to drop it down. Just dump it down. He's down 30 to 10. And this guy was trying to throw bombs. And I'm just I, like, honestly, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I, I respect that. that. I respect yeah. the hell out of it, man. Yeah, I was just gonna say, you gotta, you gotta, at some point, you gotta give him the respect. I know, like, come but back you from like that. Jeopardy. You really want to be? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I understand. Live and die by the game. I love the it. fact, the fact that he's on a football field is a miracle. The yeah, fact that he's even in a position say. to jog that's on a football com- field. That's an accomplishment miracle. itself. To come back, not even, not even put on the pads again. Just let alone to beat the. Infection and all yeah. the like, you know, the illness and whatever, like you know, the injury from his leg. Let alone to walk again. See, it's the same, it's like the James. It's like the James Harrison thing. It doesn't matter that James Harrison never played another snap of football. The fact that he's walking is insane. Like that's, a, and it's a similar thing. Shazier, Shazier, They're both Steelers linebackers. I'm sorry, Ryan Shazier. I'm sorry, Ryan Shazier. My bet. <laughs> That's not a great look. But the fact that, like, Ryan Chazier is walking, the fact that Alex Smith is on a football field, like, whatever he does on the football field and however many touchdowns he throws against the Giants next week, this week, (laughs) it's not going to matter because it's already an amazing comeback story. Yeah, 100%. All right, so full disclosure. This intro, we tried to record it. 
Luca cursed on there, which is not what you want. And it's just yeah. dumb professional. Embarrassing. It's a disgrace is what it is. And it's yeah. really one of the reasons that we didn't let Luca on the first week <laughs> when we talked football. You know, it's because of incidents like this. I am yeah. so sorry. Bulgari. You're not, though. You're not. You're still. We should email that clip to Mr. Fiore. I'd make a, no, we have the footage. It will be released. Yeah. It will be sent to the dean, and it will be out of my hands. I'm going to pull a little, little coach from the summer action, and we're going we're gonna to make some threats. We're going to send some stuff to administration at Xavier, and we're going to see where it takes us. That's a great idea. Without... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> without, without further ado, let's get to uh, highly anticipated post picks. Listen, yes. first three weeks were not good. We're talking two games over 500. It just wasn't good. And yeah. uh, the last two weeks, though, he's, he's turned it on. He's picked it up. Week four, he goes 9-4-2, and two, and he's a couple pushes away from going like 11-4, and four, which would have been insane. But he doesn't, and it didn't happen. But that's whatever, because week five, he comes back, he goes nine and five. So now we're looking at a record of 43, 32, and two. That's 11 games over 500 for you math geeks out there. So Posey kind of high. He's feeling pretty good. How are we doing, buddy? You know, I'm feeling great. I'm not going to lie. All of you guys are making fun of me. All of you guys said I know nothing about football. You and I, I still think that, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> it still stands. Steven desperately wants to segment – and uh, he's just not getting it because he doesn't know. This anything. is your way. Also, Steven, Steven doesn't prepare. We have live audio of Steven saying, where's the doc? Like, he's just not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. And it's just not good. No, no he, it's not he, what you want to see at all. Quite frankly, I think we should all have a petition to get Steven off the show. We should all. We should all <laughs> look, hey, look, we're taking it into consideration. That was a high pitch look right there. But we're going to move on from that. There was a, we're taking it into consideration. We were weighing our options. He's certainly, he's certainly on the fence sometimes. There are a lot of viable candidates for the position. Oh, certainly. Listen, man, Aiden Lubin, if he was free more often, he'd have a spot on the show every single day. It doesn't matter that he doesn't watch football. He'd have a spot. Check out that baseball podcast. Check out that baseball pod, by the way. One of the best things we've ever done. Beautiful. But that's true. That's a good good point, Luca, in the chat. We are getting we are getting away from ourselves. Let's bring it back. We're gonna bring it back in to week six. We got some good week six action. And let's face it, this is why you're here. Posio, let's hear your picks. Alright, so first game, we have the Vikings beating the Falcons by four and a half points or more. You see, I was high on the Falcons. This is a, honestly this is just a disappointing game. This game's set up for disappointment. So, I don't know. I just uh, think- the, Falcons, the Falcons are lost. I don't know who it was that I thought they were going to beat. We bet on them. Uh, it was, I bet on them one of my top fives a couple of weeks ago, and it just yeah. hasn't. They're a mess. They're a complete mess. 0-5. It's never a good sign when you have the same record as the Jets and the Giants. Not it's good company. Not good company. Not at all. So, we have, we have the Vikings, all right? So, next one, we have Car- Carolina – um, a point and a half favorites over the Bears. That's going to be a good game. You see, that's an interesting game, I think, because those are two teams that nobody really had that high of expectations of going into the season. And both of them are legitimate playoff contenders. So it's going to be an interesting game. So yeah. I, have the, I have the Colts as eight-point favorites over the Bengals. You see – 
this is another one. Colts defense is very good. And Joe Burrow, young quarterback, hasn't really played that great against good defenses. So I don't see them putting up a lot of points here. What are you laughing at, Tommaso? We're laughing at we're laughing at Luca because he's not being attentive. I listen. Let's yeah. let's get back to the picks for a second. <laughs> you're very inconsistent with the Bengals. Sometimes you're super high on them, and now you got the Colts being them in a spread that I think is a big spread for the Bengals. Favorable, favorable one at that. But uh, mm-hmm. wow. I mean, we saw the Bengals last week against a good defense. They played just terrible against the Ravens. So I mean, if you could. I guess you could expect something similar if the Colts' defense plays up to their expectations. Uh, maybe but this I, is just me. Know. The Colts just bore me. Like, there's nothing interesting. Yeah, about no. I know. I agree. Listen, their defense, though, it's top five, maybe even top three in the league. Top they're three good. is a stretch, but I'll give you top five. I'd say they're one of the top. Nope. All right. You know what? Yeah. I'll see you to you guys on that one. <laughs> okay. So... This one, this one's hard. You see, I I didn't even send Lou this one. I didn't give Lou my pick on this one because it's just two oh. teams I hate so much that oh. I don't know who I want to pick. It's the original matchup in the AFC North. Oh, I know the way he's talking. I know the way he's talking about. I think I'm gonna have to go with the Browns. No, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It's it's this one's tough. You know what? It should be a good game. Second time in Poe Pickham history. I'm going to go with the Steelers. I hate it. Wow. What's the spread? What's the spread? Three and a half. Three and a half? It's a good spread. I I hate the Browns just as much as I hate the Steelers. I feel like that Browns and Steelers fans, they're the two most annoying people on the face of the earth. Cowboys Cowboys fans are up there. Cowboys fans are up there. They might be number one, honestly. But that's like that's known. Like we know that. No, nah, the Browns, the Browns and Steelers are underrated bad fans. They're underrated. They are extremely yeah, I, I I hate them. If you yeah. are a Steelers fan, I lose a legitimate amount of respect for you. Steve. <coughs> 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 now the next game, we have. The Denver Broncos versus the New England Patriots. And Patriots are nine-point favorites in that game, and I'm going to take them. Wow. Wait a second. Wait, hold on. Let me look up one thing before I finalize that pick. You want to know if Cam Newton is starting or not, don't you? Yeah. Oh, my God. He is. He is? He was, uh, he was practicing, yeah. I'm saying with that pick. Listen, I, I feel – honestly, I feel bad for the Broncos. And if you're a Broncos fan, I, I don't think – Yeah, I had, any, I had I pretty high hopes for them. Because the injury bug. You mm-hmm. lost your generational defensive player in Von Miller, who mm-hmm. might not be the same ever again with that torn Achilles, but that's for a different day to talk about. You lost your young stud QB in Drew Locke. You starting receiver. Starting receiver in Portland Sutton. And yeah, it's that mm-hmm. that sucks. Those are three big players. Yeah. Look, the Jets almost beat the Broncos. It was close in the fourth quarter. That's where the Broncos are at right now. But then the Jets jetted. That's a fair point. So this game's going to be like a 50-point blowout. Okay. I don't know about that. Anyway. I respect it. Mm -hmm. 
I have like the a bit of an overreaction. I have the Lions as three and a half point favorites over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, the Lions have been playing really good football. Like, I've been surprised with them too. I was expecting them to lose, be like one and four at this point in the season, but not playing poorly. And Jacksonville is just Jacksonville. There's no other describe them. It's yeah. just it's an ugly matchup. We'll talk more about that later. It's just an ugly matchup. Yeah. All right. This is the one I feel like it can go either way. But I have the Texans over the Titans as three and wow. a half underdogs. There it is. No. Uh, you're bank you're banking uh, on Des- you're banking on Deshaun. Honestly, I'm not I don't I don't hate the pick. Look, they, the Titans really well against the Bills, but I don't know if I totally buy into them. Yeah. Oh no, I picked I, the Titans. You, you pick Without the Bill O'Brien, no, I the Texans. I like yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I said I, the Titans beat the Bills, but I don't know if I totally buy into the Titans. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's oh, why I'm know. agreeing with your pick. There we uh, go. No, you said you weren't sold on Watson. That's why I was a little. No, 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 no. No, I, I saw him big on Watson. I love Deshaun. Sorry, I, 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 was, I thought you said you were. Forget it. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I have. You see. The, this might be the first time the Giants are the favorites. I have the Giants as th- three-point favorites over the football team. They're favorites. Wow. They're favorites, unless you messed up. I might have. Let's let's check the files first. I mean, it's, I'm, not, it's I'm not, really not sure. Not going to change who I pick. I mean, that that could be their first one. I could very well see that. No, the Giants played, are favorites. I wasn't even paying attention. The Giants are favorites. I mean, they they played well against the Cowboys. Look, I was like, and we kind of talked about this, but we also didn't go crazily in depth because there were a lot of football stories to talk about today. The Giants aren't that bad of a football team, and when you look at the way they've played for their record. I think they have had two to three pretty good games. Definitely three good games, I'll say. Look, the I would game say against even four. I would say the only bad game. Was the terrible the- game is the 49ers. Let's throw it out. The terrible game is the 49ers. I they like the way that we did well in the second half, but I still think that that game, the first half kills you because you're horrible in the first half. You held a Rams team that's been scoring 30, 40 points. You held them to 17 points. And that's the Giants' defense that gets no respect. And then you're talking about a gr- pretty good game against the Steelers. Look, not your best effort, but first the half was good. Good. it's a tough it's matchup against a very it's a good tough team. matchup. And their best game of the season so far against the Cowboys, they take them almost to overtime. It goes down to the final second, and it takes a pretty close sewer line kick to win that game for Dallas. It takes two crazy catches from Michael Gallup after Andy Dalton comes in. And look, I don't even think that that was the Giants' best football either because you look at the way the defense kind of let up at some points. It really, it's not the best defensive game. They were good at times. Daniel Jones didn't have a great game. The fact yeah. that you were still – and the two touchdowns called back on ticky-tacky fouls, the Evan Ingram fake field goal touchdown and the um, – Andrew Thomas play. Yeah, the, the, that, was, that was the Andrew Thomas play. And then there was the offensive pass interference that, that, that yeah. called back a touchdown. And even I think it was Romo was like, eh, that's really kind of uh, ticky-tacky. But so like, I think that was their best game of the season, and they could have played better. So I'm big on the Giants, not just obviously a little bit biased here, but I love the Giants. <laughs> hey, listen, listen, listen. 11-5, and five, real possibility. <laughs> all, I'm, all I'm saying is you look at the Giants, I think – 
pieces are starting to come together. Devonta Freeman is starting to look good. I know Steven wasn't big on him, but Devonta Freeman looked good. Darius Slayton is emerging as a legitimate threat. Even Evan Ingram, who Posio hates, had a respectable game. Are you right there, Poe? I hate I hate Evan Ingram. I, I hate, I hate. I do not like Evan Ingram, if you guys didn't know. If you didn't, if you didn't catch the rant from a couple of weeks back. I can reiterate it, but we'll save it. We'll All right, clearly it. we're boring Luca, so let's get back to our text. Like, <laughs> what do you say about me? Exactly. There we go. <laughs> All right. And to no surprise, I have the Dolphins as nine and a half point favorites over the Jets. Again, the walking dumpster fire known as the New York Jets. Head coach Adam Gase, a, wa- a, literal, a literal dumpster, a flaming dumpster fire. Yep. I agree. Uh, the spread should be bigger. The spread should be bigger. I don't understand how it's only nine. <laughs> I said a flame will light us I think that and maybe we don't we don't know where Bell's going yet, but he he said the Dolphins are in his top three. So I'm no, I have a feeling he goes to the Chiefs. Uh, I, I really think he's gonna go <laughs> to the Chiefs. I I would bet my liver that he goes to the Final. Chiefs. All right. I don't know. Let's go to a, my boy Clyde, ride with Clyde, but he better, he better not go. All I'm saying is I have Clyde in the fantasy team. Uh, it, it, I'm hoping he goes to the Dolphins. Praying, right. actually. Ryder McClellan. I'm leaning towards the Chiefs. And all, honestly, honestly, Le'Veon's the type of guy to go to the Chiefs, so, like, free mm-hmm. ring, easy ring. Just just assemble, like, that God squad of an offense. It makes sense. It's a good fit. Are you done? So, okay, yeah, we got the Dolphins. Nine and a half point favorites over the Jets. Again, the Jets are awful. Adam Gase is awful. Sam Darnold isn't awful, but everybody else on that team is awful. I wouldn't say everyone, but yeah, good point. Who, who, who's decent on the Jets tomorrow? Jameson Crowder. Let's see, Jameson Crowder threw straight 100 yard performances. Um, am I wrong about that? No, you're right. Okay. And I think it, in each game, he's had at least seven receptions. But yeah. we, we'll talk about that in Diker Decisions. It's coming up soon. Listen, I don't know. Just going back to the Jets, like, if you look at their draft history, it's been very underwhelming. It's either bust or guys who aren't on the team anymore, anymore besides, like, Darnold. We'll have our time to talk about the Jets. Let's get back to your picks. No, I want to talk about the Jets. No, let's get back to your picks. Yes. <laughs> We're on a schedule here. Mr. Harris has places to be. Come on. This is another tough game, but I have the Packers as one-point favorites over the Buccaneers. Aaron Rodgers is playing like a legitimate um, MVP candidate, and yeah. To me, that's the best spread in this entire uh, – I have to look at it. I don't know if I've, I've – truthfully, I haven't looked at the spreads that much, but out of all the spreads we've said so far – besides obviously the Jets, this Packers as one-point favorites is honestly my favorite one because I'm not huge on the Bucks. I'm sorry, I don't buy into them as like a great team. I know their yeah. defense is actually pretty good, but I'm sorry. I, I, I was kind of big of them at the beginning of the year. I'm not in love with Brady. Gronk's not as big of a factor in the offense as I thought he was going to be. Uh, Godwin's been hurt. So, like, I don't yeah, know. I feel like I'm, the Packers are just red hot. Their offense is insane. Deva- there we go. Devontae's going to be back. Watch out, watch out tomorrow. Devontae's going to be back. And I mean, the offense is going to be insane. Yeah. All right. And now 
another interdivisional matchup. I have the Niners as three-point underdogs over the Rams. You're taking them as underdogs? Yeah. I get like I don't know, man. I don't really like the 49ers, man. The Rams aren't that bad. Like they are that bad, but it's not a feeling. I could see where he's coming from because, like, this is their last chance to stay alive, if you think about it. They just got blown out by the Dolphins. They lost to the Eagles. I just feel like if they lose a third in a row, they just I, – I don't see them succeeding. Look, I, it's like the 49ers just, besides the wins over the Giants and the Jets, haven't impressed me. Yeah. <laughs> those, are, those are some pretty easy wins. Yeah. I think they're going to play with fire. Listen, they've been also hurt a lot. They've been banged up. I'll say this. Mostert's back. Mostert's back, so that could help. They're, they're getting their team back together, which is, which is good. All right. So, my process of elimination. Well, well what happened to the, the Monday night games? There are two of them. <laughs> all you, this is all you sent me. No, oh, no I sent more. No, there we go. Nope, 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 nope. nope. What, a mess. what a mess. Well, it's okay. So, all right. I have Kansas City as four-and-a-half-point favorites over the Bills. Kansas City has hurt me a lot. I think I picked them every week to win. And they've – well, I think I've lost, what, two or three times with them? Yeah, uh, they've let you down. They've let you down a decent bit. But, yeah. I don't know. The Bills' defense also hurts me in fantasy, and I hate them. They got lit up by the Titans, who I don't think is nowhere near – the offense as the Chiefs is, is actually pretty obvious, but yeah, I digress. Yeah, that defense has been underwhelming. Chiefs has a favorite four and a half points. All right. And last Monday night game, you know, Cardinals Cowboys. I don't think I need to say the pick. <laughs> Just our, say the spread. Just say the spread. For our first time viewers, all right, we have the Cardinals as one point favorites over the Cowboys. Great Simply spread. Because- Great spread. One of the better ones. Also, honestly, I honestly think I would go with the Cardinals regardless because, you know, Cowboys without Dak. Dalton played well, but – Trying Dalton. I don't know. I mean, this, this is another one. This is another spread that I really, really like. I like I like Arizona. I'm going to keep saying it. I like – I really love Arizona. I think Kyler Murray is just great. DeAndre Hopkins, you just have a good core of guys there. The defense is respectable. I like them. So listen, that's a great pick. Listen, the Cardinals. Kenyon Drake, my favorite player in the NFL. Yeah, now. Kenyon Drake's following College Sports Digest. Of course. I'm buying his jersey soon. <laughs> like, like when you buy his jersey, he's going to unfollow you. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But hopefully we never see that day. Yeah, rest in peace, um, NCAA Daily. Let's just acknowledge that. Yeah. Yep. You can't say that. You're going to get sued. You can't even say the name anymore. <laughs> Exactly. What are you trying to? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to get shut down? Yeah, we're gonna have to bleep that one. Bleep that one out. <laughs> and now the moment we've all been waiting for. The I, moment, didn't spo- I didn't spoil it this time. The moment we that we're here for, to be honest. Yeah, that's why I'm here. I don't know about you guys. Hot pick of the week: Philadelphia Eagles, eight-point underdogs over the Baltimore Ravens. Ooh, that is bold. Let me tell you. That is – when we first started this, 
Poe's picks a week, it wasn't part of the plan. We were just going to have him do picks. But Poe had a bold pick in his mind. He said, I'm going to make this a thing. And we started out week one, and it's happened ever since. This is the most bold his pick has ever been. And I got to say, I love every bit of it. I kind of killed, not that I killed Luca, but we went back and forth on Lamar Jackson. Uh Lamar Jackson has not looked great. Whether you think about whether you think he's great or you think he sucks. Wait, wait. I was arguing for that. (laughs) <laughs> what do you mean? That was minor. What do you mean you killed me? Yeah, Luca knows nothing about football, so he probably. <laughs> oh my God, Jesus! Quarterback of all time. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying I didn't kill you about it. I argued with you. I don't think I killed oh. you. I took your side a little bit. I debated with you. We yeah. had a nice intellectual conversation. But all I'm saying is, whether you like him or you hate him, you have to admit he hasn't been good this year. He struggled no. even in the. I think Steven said it earlier in, against Cincinnati, they won twenty-seven to three. He didn't have a great game. No. And you know what? Baltimore's been underwhelming. That game against the Chiefs was supposed to be one of the most competitive games of the year, and it was a complete letdown. And the Ravens completely, you know, laid an egg there. And so, I mean, look, the Eagles have been bad. So this is why this is such a bold pick. Because I'm not huge on the Eagles, and that's I think they fight a fight. They could be respectable. My my obviously the Eagles, their defense hasn't been completely atrocious. They did get lit up by uh, Claypool this week, but my huge concern was the offense. That offensive line is atrocious, but they held their own against Steelers. Yeah, they didn't play terrible. They put up what thirty points almost against the Steelers defense. So, yeah. my concern was, how will they uh, do against an elite defense? And they did pretty respectable. So, that's what my feeling was. And that's why I picked the Eagles in this game. There it is. Was you? I was about to call you dumb, but I actually like your argument. Like, I'm not going to side. I wouldn't pick the Eagles. But and even though I'm not a big Lamar Jackson fan, mm-hmm. I, I think the Ravens will still pull it out because they have a great defense. But I think it'll be a close game. Look, I think this is why this is maybe my favorite bold pick is because he's had bold picks where they were either just not bold or they were just kind of stupid. I think this is bold because it's rooted in a lot of good and valid points. And it's just bold because it can go either way. It's true. The Eagles could play a good game and the Ravens could completely, completely suck. Or the Ravens could be the team that we've seen last year because at any point that offense could break out and score like 40. They're not the Chiefs, but at any point, that offense could go off, and their defense is really good. So that, that's why, I mean, look, this is my favorite, I'm just going to say, it's my favorite bold pick of all time. All hot, time. Hot pick. I, listen, we got the trade. pick, hot pick, I love it. We got the trade. We got the trade market. Pose hot pick of the week. There it is. There we go. All right. So uh, this has been good, Tommaso. Let's transition into some good old Diker decisions. A beloved segment. What do you have for us? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, we'll, we'll start what we usually do. <laughs> Top fives. There's there's a lot of bye weeks and injuries, so we we see a lot of changes. But running backs, we have Zeke at one, Henry, Clyde, Aaron Jones, and Mike Davis, who's been getting a lot of touches in the Panthers' backfield. Wide receivers, we have D Hop one, Thielen two. Ridley, Hill, and Devontae Adams, who's coming back. Tight ends, we have Kelsey, Kittle, top two. We've been saying that they're they're always going to be in the top two. Mark Andrews, Tyler Higbee, 
and Jonu Smith, who's been getting a lot of touchdowns and receptions for the Titans. So I would keep him. I'll keep him in the top five. QBs, we have Mahomes one, Kyler Murray two, Sean Watson, Aaron Rodgers, and Josh Allen. And then wrapping up with the defenses, Ravens against the Eagles is the number one, Colts against the Bengals, Rams against the 49ers, Steelers against the Browns, and the Patriots against the Broncos. Uh, Steeler and John Franco, you want to read the starts and sets? Yeah, I'll do. Um, I'll go with the quarterbacks. So, um, for quarterbacks to start, we have uh, Fitzpatrick versus the Jets, Stafford versus um, Jaguars, and uh, Kirk Cousins versus Atlanta. And then sits, we have uh, Wentz versus Baltimore and Bridgewater versus Chicago. Steve, you want to go running backs or? Yeah, John. Yeah, John Frank. I think you you just take the whole segment and then the, that yeah, whole you know, segment. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, where's the dog? I'll go. <laughs> Steven. That boy, Steven. Anyway, running backs, we have uh, Montgomery versus Carolina, Antonio Gibson versus the Giants, and uh, Miles Gaskin versus the Jets. And for sits, we have uh, Henderson versus Niners, and uh, Joshua Kelly versus Tampa Bay, who's really been upsetting me. I'm not going to lie. I'll get into that after, though. Um, for receivers, Crowder versus Miami, Justin Jefferson versus Atlanta, and uh, Gallup versus uh, Arizona. And for sits, we have A.J. Green versus Indianapolis and uh, Jarvis Landry versus... <laughs> just, just say Jarvis Landry. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, Browns are playing today. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. Browns are playing. Honestly, I would sit Odell, too, with that. I don't know. I don't feel yeah, like, I feel like they're going to rely heavy on the run ball. And I, I don't know. I just think that Browns game is going to be ugly. Steelers defense looks really good. Steelers Well, deep. not on third down. It's going to be a uh, fight. We'll get, we'll get to that. Uh <laughs> Tight ends, we have uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but from uh, Green Bay, Tanyan, Tanyan, yeah, Tanyan yeah, versus uh, Tampa Bay, uh, Gusecki versus the Jets, and Fells <laughs> versus Tennessee. And um, if we're gonna get into it, Stephen, I know you're gonna hop into waiver wires, but um, a couple that I want to throw out off the bat, Stephen, I'll leave Claypool for you because I know it's your guy. Um, I want to get into one Alexander Madison for sure. If he's available in your leagues, I would be surprised because a lot of people handcuff, you know, uh, running backs, and he is—he's probably one of the better um, RB twos on a team. Yeah. And with he Dalvin looks Cook, exactly like Dalvin Cook. He looks yeah, like identical to Dalvin Cook. Literally, I had Dalvin Cook in fantasy this week. So then, when he went out, I kept thinking because they kept showing him on the sidelines. So I was like, "Oh, Dalvin Cook's in," and then nope. That's not him. And I kept seeing him, and it wasn't him. But Alexander Madison rushed for 100 yards in, I think, less than um, a half of a football game. And he's, I don't know. That's, he's going to be the number one pickup in almost every single league. This yeah, I would, I would definitely. And I think the version in Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken, Atlanta's defense is atrocious. So I think that I think the Vikings in general, passing and running the ball, they're going to be all over the place. But I would definitely start Madison this week. I just traded for him in, one of my, in the league that I have cooking. I just traded for him. So, Michael, I mean, yeah. Cook is – Cook is a scary running back. I mean, his upside, everyone knows, is insane. But just his injuries the past couple of years have been lingering. I mean, he was able to stay healthy last year. But even if these injuries start piling it up, that's why I would definitely try and get Madison as a – because you know that he's going to hop right into this. He's going to be getting the same amount of volume as Cook was getting. And he looks he looked incredible behind that line. My question yeah, for, for Steven about Chase Claypool, who's a big – another waiver wire, is 
Claypool, is this sustainable? Because the four touchdown game that he had was mm-hmm. insane. No, no, I I'm mean, not been out and saying that. He's not getting four touchdowns every week. Obviously not, but, but is it is if, it going to be to the point where we can have him as a flex receiver like a in flex most option? I would, I would say, yeah, flex week. Um, are, I would, I don't, even, I wouldn't even go out and say receiver two yet, but I mean, like the way it's looking, I have Deontay Johnson in one of my leagues, and he's been getting banged up every like he came yeah, back this week. He's supposed to be healthy. He's getting hurt. So, like, that's what I'm trying to say. If he's going to get hurt, I mean, besides Juju, I think Claypool is going to move into that number two spot, if I'm not mistaken. Washington, they like Washington because he can block. Yeah, so, I mean, he, but you know, if Deontay Johnson's yeah, out, Claypool's I mean. Gonna, Claypool's going to emerge as a two and then possibly as a one. It depends on what's going to happen with Juju and his contract. But with Claypool, I like he – so the Steelers build receivers off. Their, their ideal receivers are obtaining a receiver that's built like Heinz Ward, which we have in Juju. Having a receiver that's built like Martavius Bryant and Chase Claypool and trying to get a receiver that'd be built like Antonio Brown, which is supposed to be Deontay Johnson. We're not going to get any – like, no one can be Antonio Brown. So they're trying to build this ideal wideout corpse that these guys have the same builds after these three receivers. And, look, Claypool looks good. Claypool yeah. looks good. He's not going to score four touchdowns every week. I'm not saying he's even going to score a touchdown every week. But he's going to get targets, especially with Deontay Johnson. This guy, I feel so bad for this guy. Two, two weeks ago, he got three weeks ago, he got cracked, concussion. And then he comes back, and on a punt return, he gets destroyed. And next thing you know, he's out for the game with a back injury. Like, it's not even his fault. It's not even being able to stay healthy. I guess maybe he has to do a better job of just trying to get out of bounds at this point because I don't understand. He gets cracked. And honestly, between that Browns and Steeler game, I mean, I would kind of stay away from Claypool because I just think it's going to be an ugly game. I think it's going to be a hard-fought football game. Kareem Hunt's already started in the chat saying that this game's for Miles Garrett in the city of uh, Cleveland for the way that the Steelers treated him. I would try to understand how we disrespected him in any way. <laughs> I would love to know. But that's going to be – that's going to be – is that the first time they've played since the Mason Rudolph incident? No. They, no? they played one time after that. Right. And that Thursday night game last year was just – it started with Odell mocking Mike Tomlin. Then it started with the bickering – and all the, the no, the it did not. The Steelers are just a disgusting organization <laughs> that just instigate problems. The Browns are class. The Browns have four players ejected before the fight even happened. They knocked out Deontay Johnson to play with blue. Yeah, that game was terrible. What's Washington. his name? Uh, what was his first name? What was it Ma- Rudolph? What was it called? Mason Rudolph. He deserves every bit of that. No, that's not. <laughs> What's his first yeah. name? That was the other guy. Who's the duck? The guy's first name is Duck. Duck, Hodges. duck Hodges, Hodges, baby. That wasn't duck the guy Hodges. that I had no, in the head, but he was the third. It was Mason Rudolph. It was Mason Rudolph. No? Mason Rudolph? Yeah, well, it Mason was. Rudolph took two blue blood. Mason Rudolph got knocked out by Earl Thomas, and then he went out and almost got killed by Miles Garrett. So Mason Miles Rudolph. Garrett had every right. He's, he's dating, he's dating right. some blonde tennis player now, so how's it working out for him? Uh, before he got, um, <laughs> who is Mason Rudolph? Yeah. Before, yeah we get, before we get into the top fives, any other must add with like the top ones, any other must add waiver wire pickups? Wait to week? see where Le'Veon Bell signs before you really go all in on Edward Tolaire and uh and these other guys because where he signs is gonna like even the Bears, like with Mike Montgomery, it's really gonna affect who gets the ball and their fantasy. And for Clyde it's really gonna be a big, big step back and upset if Le'Veon Bell signs there. Signs with where? The Chiefs? Chiefs. There's rumors yeah, about that? Rumors. Yeah, yeah, yeah there are wow. rumors. That would be pretty cool. But and um, honestly, back to what you said. The Patriots, Cam Newton's value is going to drop. I don't yeah. see him – just before I was talking about the other waiver wires, Lou, I would say that for what you just said, Stephen, the Patriots, 
Who do they, they have? Uh, what's his name? They have Andre Rex Burkhead, James White. They have a lot of running backs, but Mr. Harris also said he would be the clear one. They're, those guys. Are no oh way. yeah, he no, no doubt. But then the thing is, you got to worry about four other guys being behind him. That's what I'm saying. He's playing for a contract. Miami's the best spot. For who him. is it? It's Michelle Burkhead, James White. And who's the other guy? Uh, Damian Harris. Up Damian, Harris. Damian Harris. Him. Yeah, I don't know. That's and, just Cam, a... and you and you have Cam Newton running the ball. Yeah, I know. I feel like that would be pretty cool to see him with the Chiefs, honestly. I wouldn't mind that. I would, I would no, actually like to see how they would use him. He's playing for a contract. It makes no sense. I don't think I, the Patriots do. Because wasn't, wasn't uh, my cousin Damien, like, he was pretty high draft pick, right? Wasn't he, like, second yeah. or third round? Yeah, I think he was second round. Yeah. It makes no sense. And I don't see why the Chiefs would him after they spent their first round pick on a running back. He's Steven, he's, Le'Veon Bell said he's playing to win, not for a contract. Yeah, actually. The Steelers, who I offered the case. highest paid running back. If that's the case, he should stay with the Jets. He went to the Jets, and you're telling me he's playing to win? <laughs> he just announced well, that's a fair, he got that's a fair point. He contracts, but now he's going to play to win. He also said that 2018 was going to be his best year in the league. He didn't show up. He did say well, – he said this year he's in, like, the best shape of his life. That's just yeah, – he, 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 he is, he is, he is, he is. That's not false. He had 4% <laughs> yes. body fat. The guy looked like a Terminator. Yeah, he you guys did. Put this <laughs> you guys and don't understand. As Jets fans, there's nothing for us to be excited about. If you see Le'Veon post a picture on Twitter, what percent body fat, him working out at 2 in the morning, you're going to expect him to rush just 17,000 yards. I mean, he gets hurt. That's like the whole – I don't even I, I don't even want to get well, into it. You know what you guys can get excited about is our top five. All right, thank you, Stephen. All right, cool. Cool. You do your way more. I got a couple more. I was going to say Mike Williams, who I wouldn't – Sandy, oh, Los Angeles. Justin Herbert. I love that connection. That guy's always hurt. He is a jump ball machine. He's not, he's gonna get you like five catches at most every game. But like, if he's gonna if the if that long ball connect, he's gonna get you over a hundred yards. Yeah, he's like a big boomer bust guy. And another one I was looking before. I know he's on the list. Uh, Lavisca Chenault from uh, Jacksonville. Yeah. There was a stat. I don't know why I saw it, like on Instagram or something like that. It's like the past three games he hasn't got in the end zone, and he's had like fourteen plus points or something like that in PPR leagues. Yeah, like the volumes, yeah. like he's getting the targets, he's getting the yards. Like if he's getting in the end zone, he's gonna be like a top five receiver every week, like numbers wise. Like he has like the like he, the, right now he looks like he has the potential. Then there's other guys like Jimmy Graham too, Austin Hooper. Travis like he's trying to get in the mix. Fulgham, wide receiver on the Eagles. Oh yeah, he torched. Oh yeah, that's true. He's doing well. That guy looked like Randy primetime Randy Moss. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Where he gets 152 yards and a touchdown. Alex yeah, I don't know where that guy came from. And Deshaun Jackson looked dead. And let's get uh-huh. on to the next segment. All right. So, John Franco did say, he's like, Jets fans, what do we have to look forward to? What do you have to be excited about? The answer is very simple. It's our top five segment. The best <laughs> thing best thing since sliced bread, honestly. An interesting week. Uh, some rough weeks for some some people. Some good weeks for some people. John Franco stays red hot. He's four and one. Oh. I mean, it's ridiculous. Poe. Posio's three and two. Steven's three and two. I had a bad week. I had a bad week. No exception. Mr. Harris went two and three. Uh, Luca went two and three. And then uh, me and Tommaso, we, buddy, we buddied up. We went one and four. I'm just hey, saying, unlucky. Tell me how the Vikings lose that game and the Chargers. I mean, I'm so happy. That, that, that Seahawks, that Metcalf touchdown saved me from going 0 and 5, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> I, I, I have a I bone think... to pick with Mike Badgley, that kicker for the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> he, oh my God, he, he almost had a double doink. He almost, he almost, pulled, the, he almost pulled the Cody Parkey. <laughs> that was great. But wait, Tomaso, were you the only kid that took um, Vikings? 
in our uh, yeah. boot. There's a bold move. There's a bold move, and it almost bad. worked. It, it almost yeah, worked. That's DK yeah. touchdown. We we should shoot DK DM from uh mm-hmm. from the pod. Tom, I, I just want to say, everyone <laughs> made fun of me, Posio, Mr. Harris. Were you taking the Giants? Three point. We were one missed field goal away from taking that game into overtime. And that field, that field goal did not look like it was going. No, down. everyone yeah, is zero line. Everyone at zero lines kicks goes like this. It starts yeah. curving to the right, and all of a sudden it goes not nah, to that. It cuts Comes right, right and it cuts right back. That was crazy. Yeah. Nah, I mean, listen, they put up Daniel Jones pissed me off so much. He does. He I pisses me off. I th- and like that, and that's the point too. Like I'm not even like just some of the plays, but their defense looked good at the beginning. They came out red hot. They had that. The defense pick. was great. They had like, they had, no, yeah, like they for a little bit. For a little bit. For a little bit. Like I yeah, said, I it was the fumble. Too. The fumble killed the momentum, and then it was all downhill from there. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> the games, games this week. So no, th- no Thursday night game because the Bills and the Bills and the uh, Titans played Tuesday. So first time we won't have a uh, Thursday night game, but it's all right. We'll make up for it. The Sunday, the one o'clock game, we got Browns versus Steelers. Like Steven said, it's going to be ugly, but it's going to be a good matchup, and uh, we'll see how people go on it. The four o'clock game, we got Packers versus Bucks. Not a lot of four o'clock games. I think there's only like two or three. Jets are one of them. Yeah, buckle Jets up. Are one. Jets are one of them. And I was like, I'm not, that's a gimme. I'm not going to take that one. <laughs> Sunday night, we got the Rams versus the 49ers. And then we got two Monday night games. We have the Chiefs versus the Bills. And the Cardinals versus the Cowboys. We're gonna do something different for Luca, but I'll wait for when Luca makes his picks after we're all said and done. We'll introduce what we have going on there. So, uh, Mr. Harris, why don't you start with the top with the top five picks? All right. Uh, so Sunday's one o'clock game. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with the Browns. Um, yeah. Like it. I like uh, it. The. 4.30 game. Oh, Packers versus Bucks. Uh, let's go with Packers. Sunday night, I'm going Rams versus Rams. Um, not a lot of reasoning behind these, but this is what I'm feeling. Uh, and then Monday night's games. Uh, ooh, Chiefs versus – wait. Oh, we're doing both of them, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Got to go Chiefs and – Cardinals, never Cowboys. <laughs> I'll, I'll go next. And I just have to say, when, uh, when you're going through a rough stretch like I am and you started the podcast, there's pressure. There's pressure to do well. <laughs> so uh, with that said, let's just – I used to make bold statements about how well my picks were going to do. Now I'm just hoping. Just hoping for a good week. <laughs> so I'm going to start off. You know what? We we joked about the Steven special off air that uh, you know we always talk about how good the Steelers' defense are. They got a good defense, so I'm gonna ride with the Steelers. They better they better win. <laughs> Packers and Bucks. I love the Packers. I think they're undefeated, right? Doesn't yeah, matter. Packers. Go with the Packers. Packers best team in the league. Packers. Love the Packers. Losers jinx them. Everyone take Bucks. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a little. I'm a little worried. Sunday night, I don't know how I'm going to lose this, but I think I will. I'm going to go with the Rams. I don't understand how the 49ers are going to win the next six games in their schedule. They might. Um, Monday night, <laughs> Bills were undefeated. I was big on them, but after the Titans, I got to go to the Chiefs. So I'm going to go Chiefs over the Bills, and I'm a huge, huge Cardinals fan, and I hate the Cowboys. So let's go with the Cardinals. Hopefully we're not 0-5. Next up, let's go. 
right. Make mine simple. I'm taking the same five picks as Will. What? Wow. There's wow. It's a little sketchy. All right. Lou, <laughs> I, I said the teams in my head before everyone started picking. Instead of wasting time. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Not a not much not much like a dramatic value to that, but I'll take it. All right. I'll tell <laughs> I, was say, I was thinking about taking the Browns, and here's my reasoning. If the Steelers win, I'm happy. If the Steelers lose, I still I'm like, all right, you know what? I got my pick in the in the pickums. <laughs> that's like that's just fraud. that's fraudulent. That's fraudulent. I never root against my team. No, you can't. There it is. Uh, I'll go. I'm also gonna end up taking the Browns, and then everyone else is gonna be the same. It's still no, I'm taking the Steelers. Steelers. I'll go Packers. You're gonna say the same five picks as Lou. Just say it. Come on. No, I'm not. You're gonna take the Rams, Chiefs, and Cowboys. Andy Dalton. What, bro? Red. Ginger Nation. Trust in Andy Dalton. Oh. I watched him play for many years. No. And we'll end with John. We'll end with John Franco. I guess Luca's not doing it. No, Luca. I have a whole intro. We gotta introduce some stuff. We're gonna do the. It's John Franco. Just go. Stopped recording. By these these games. Okay. These on. games are actually a lot harder than like these aren't like toss up games actually. I'm really actually looking at it. I'm gonna go Browns versus Steelers, Packers, Bucks, and Rams Niners. These two Monday night games are actually like the, the cream of the crop. These are really, I'm really so, good. I am so tempted to take the Bills. And I know everyone's on the Chiefs, and I feel like like this could be a big game for me to no, I love away. Josh Allen, but I feel like the Chiefs are just yeah, so do OP. I. I know. I, I wouldn't be surprised I, I if the Bills win. No, nah, yeah, I, I love the Chiefs this year. I mean, I love the Bills. This I, year. They're I'm, great. I'm sticking. I'm. I'm taking the Bills. Actually, I'm gonna go Bills, and then Cardinals, Cowboys. I'm gonna go. Oof. I'm gonna go Cowboys. So I'll read off the standings. John Franco was one game behind going into this week. With a four and one week, he ties Steven. So they're locked at first place again at 19 and six. Just some top-notch stuff. This is why we had them on the pod. They were in my plan from the very beginning. <laughs> Just good stuff. We have another tie at third place. We have Mr. Harris and Posio at 15 and 10. So Posio turning things around. Then at fifth, your founder, yours truly, Lou Orlando, 12 and 13. <laughs> and you know what? Lou, comeback's always greater than the setback. Come comeback's on. always good, okay. but you know what? At least I'm not at the very bottom because at the bottom of our monkey barrel, sixth place, Tommaso, 11 and 14. It's gonna be all right. I got faith in Tommaso, but it hasn't been. It hasn't been good. Now, Luca, before you make your picks, when we do these games, we obviously we do the primetime games, and then we pick two games that we think are the most competitive, best games. We pick games that people want to watch that are entertaining. Luca wasn't here the first week for obvious reasons. He's not qualified. But we want to make him part of the standings. And so for the next five weeks, we are going to make Luca pick six games so that he can, at week 10, he'll be tied with us in the amount of games that we can actually include him. We're going to call this Luca's special game of the week because this game, <laughs> it's going to be one of the worst games you're going to see per week. And this week, on top of the five, you got to pick. Luca has the... This might be the game of the year. What is it? The uh, Lions-Jags. The Lions-Jaguars. <laughs> Luca's special, special pick of the week. So, Luca, hit us with your top five, the normal, the good ones, and then hit us with your special pick. Well, and uh, I wasn't we'll go from there. The, I don't know if um, these are the same picks as the other ones, as you guys did, because I wasn't listening. All but, right. Uh, 
Steelers, Steelers, definitely, <laughs> right. definitely Steelers. Uh, Bucks are just underwhelming, so definitely Packers. Uh, 49ers suck, so Rams. <laughs> uh, Josh Allen's overrated, so Chiefs. And Dak Prescott died, so Cardinals. So you did not – you say you didn't listen, but you took all of my picks. But that's okay. So now hit us with your special pick. Hit us with your special pick, Lions-Jags. My special pick of the week, Lions versus Jags. It's a very hard decision. I, and I don't It's a great game. One of the best you'll ever see. Yeah, I don't want to go against Minshew Mania, but I think I'll have to. I have to go with Lions. There we go. I would have probably went Lions, too. That's actually not a bad pick. And uh, an underwhelming pick for an underwhelming game for an underwhelming kid. It's just uh, it's right now, right now, six and zero. It's six and zero. Well, you know what? I'll give Luca credit. He's ten and ten. He's being respectable. He's above five hundred, which is or he's at five hundred, which is better than I can say. So uh, it's really it's a low spot in the podcast when Luca has a better record than you. And we're gonna end on a low spot. It's been a low spot for the New York teams. It's a low spot for me. Uh. Luca probably did better on the SAT than me too, so it's just all bad all around. Next, next time we have a podcast, I'll be twenty dollars richer, and Lou will be twenty dollars. That's true. The next time we have a podcast, we'll cover we'll cover the intense betting between me and Luca on our SAT scores. But uh, with all that said, hopefully another good week of football, and we'll call. We're in store for it, Lou. This is going to be a big week. Top fives. This kid. This kid. I have a feeling. I mean, now that I'm looking at it, me and Steven went like the complete opposite way so we could see a big change. This is going to be – this is what separates the men from the Lucas. Yes. This is it. No one else took Bills? No one else took Bills? You took the Bills? Yeah. All right, perfect. I'm riding that train, baby. What? All right, guys. All right, boys. We're calling it a night. Amputation at one point was a possibility, and now 693 days later, here he is coming back on an NFL football field. And, and August 29th, during training camp, was the first time that Alex Smith had gotten back into an 11-on-11 situation. Still has yet to have been hit in practice at this point. So as soon as he gets contacted, that's his first hit since that gruesome injury. And he's going to throw and complete it to McKissick. And McKissick gets it out to the 40-yard line. Oh, boy, you saw his wife Elizabeth and the kids, though, in the crowd. I mean, what a nervous moment this must be for them. <laughs> and they love it. But what a great moment it is right there. That's fantastic. Really, the only thing missing from this for Alex Smith is if this stadium was full of 80,000 to give him a much-deserved standing ovation.